Hello, this is Robert. Welcome to my podcast. According to psychologist George Bonanno, when it comes to dealing with loss, grief, and even trauma, all of us share a surprising ability to be resilient, to bounce back sooner or later. It's part of being human. But then he wonders why it is that when people are exposed to similar events, the same type of loss or the same category of potentially devastating tragedy, some of us are so obviously devastated and others emerge, for all intents and purposes, unscathed. Is resilience a natural ability, or is it something we can learn? Is it a resource within us that we can only see and draw upon with the help of others? These are some of the questions I explored recently with James Graham, a minister in the United Church of Canada and a hospital chaplain who works in the ICU. I sat down with James at his home in Kingston, Ontario. Here are some excerpts from our conversation about what resilience feels like and why it matters. Meaning, connection, and purpose. Those would be the three attributes most commonly associated with something like resilience. Meaning, connection, and purpose, right? It is what helps somebody out of a trauma, a type of a trauma, begin to take the steps forward. They can see meaning in their life outside of the trauma. How is it that some uh, veterans coming back from Afghanistan and Iraq are able to bounce back easier than other soldiers? It's not a judgment. It's observational, right? So why is it that some are able to do that? What are those core qualities that they have that are actually able to help them reintegrate into society in healthier ways and not suffer the effects of the trauma, right? The emotional effects, right? The isolating factors, the withdrawal, the behavioral aspects, drinking too much, smoking too much, um, over-medicating, the cognitive effects, right? The kind of night traumas, the kind of um, shaking, the nervousness, the fear, right? The kind of when you hear a bang, you're hearing, a, you're feeling like a bomb's gone off somewhere. Or even kind of spiritual things where you've just seen so much that you're so angry at God that you, you know, you might have been brought up in a good family with a very strong faith, but now the trauma has shattered your faith and you're at a point where you're like, there can't be a God, and how is it that some people don't get to that point and others do? And part of what they've been discovering, again, it goes back to meaning, connection, and purpose. How, what are the meanings, the connections, and the purpose of life beyond the trauma and part of what they discovered is that, you know, these uh, a lot of the soldiers that are able to do that well are able to find some kind of meaning outside of it. Shit's going to come at you in life, but how do you not let it stick and begin to step and move forward, right? And that is a very slow, gentle process, um, but it is possible. It's always possible, Robert, but sometimes people are so blinded by their pain 
and by the stories that other people tell of them, that they either can't see it or they're believing something else. The guidance counselor in grade nine, when I said I wanted to go to the University of Toronto to study dance and music, told me I was too stupid and that I needed to just leave school and go and get a job. And so I did. I quit school at 16 and I became a truck driver and a biker. I fulfilled what he had said about me and because I lost sight of what the others could say. Sandra Bald Jones. She was a dance teacher in Hamilton, Ontario. And um, Sandra saw gifts in me and helped to foster them when other people told me I was bad and wrong and stupid. I remember um, Sandra and my mom having a sit-down discussion with me. And this would have been about 1977, 78. And, um, you know, my brother, who was the tough hockey player, the tough jock, he was tired of all of our friends calling me a fag. And he had decided one time he was going to try to beat that fag out of me. And I decided I wasn't going back to dance classes anymore. And my mom took me to dance class. And she went and she talked with Sandra privately. I don't know how long they were gone. All I remember was sitting there all by myself waiting for them to come back, having no idea what was going to be said. And Sandra came in and she couldn't have been any more kind and any more open. Because you see, Sandra worked with all of the dance troops at Hamilton Place that would come through the, the city. So she would have known a lot of gay dancers. She worked with the Hamilton Tiger Cats doing their training, right? And she would go down and do aerobics and stretching stuff with them. She would have met gay jocks. She had a different outlook on life than the very conservative place my parents came from. And um, she sits down and she says, you need to be who you are in life. And this is who you are. Let's go dance. She was teaching me resilience when I didn't know that that's what was going on. My dance teacher always saw something in me. The choir teacher at school saw something in me. I won the choir award graduating public school even though I was probably in the principal's office more than any other kid in school. I received the strap more than any other kid in school. I remember getting the strap every day for a week one time. My dad coming home, picking me up at school from getting the strap, taking me home, giving me the belt across a bare ass, and then bringing me back to stand in the corner at school. But my singing teacher and my dance teacher, they saw something else in me. And I knew it was there. Um, I'm just not one of those kids to be put in the corner. And, and you know, I think that maybe that's the gift that I bring to the work I do today, is the gift that they gave to me early in life. All of this reminds me of a beautiful quote sometimes misattributed to poet E.E. E. Cummings. It goes like this. 
We don't believe in ourselves until someone reveals that deep inside of us something is valuable, worth listening to, worthy of our trust, and sacred to our touch. Once we believe in ourselves, we can risk curiosity, wonder, spontaneous delight, or any experience that reveals the human spirit. Thanks for listening. Please feel free to share your comments with me about this podcast on robertmundle.com, and I'll be back next time with a new episode of What It Feels Like and Why It Matters. Thank you.